Follow along in my bulletin with notes on your bulletin. Turn to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. We're on a series on His presence. And um, the reason I, I started this series a few weeks ago, and I'll end it today, is because uh, I was uh, on vacation and on a, at a conference, and I just really felt like that, that I ne- we needed to talk about the presence of God because I believe that a lot of people... Um, don't really have a relationship with the presence of God, with the Holy Spirit in their life. And so we go along and we're saved. We've given our lives to the Lord, but that's about it. We don't have anything else that we've done. And so what happens is, is that we really have no relationship. We're going to heaven, yeah, we're, we pray to God here and there, and we try to be a good Christian, but um, we're not really having... Um, um, a supernatural lifestyle. We're not living in a supernatural lifestyle. And so what, we have no relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so we, we talk about the presence of God and we don't really realize what that is. We never hear His voice. And I believe a lot of people in America and throughout America, a lot of Christians, that they get saved and, you know, and they'll, they'll do a Bible study here and there and they'll They'll uh, do certain things, and but they never come to a place of really realizing that there is more. And that God is supposed to be not just uh, known of, but to be experienced. Did you know you and I should experience Him, God, the Holy Spirit, His presence, every single day of our life? Amen? And I think that sometimes we just don't, we don't realize that. And we don't move forward and we don't realize that there's actually more in the presence of God and His activity. And so we should experience Him every single day of our life. We should have an experience with the Holy Spirit and we should grow in that experience um, as we walk out this life. And so a lot of people don't even experience the Lord. So today I'm going to give you five steps um, at the end of this, to, re- to really experience the Lord. You know, the, the first step is to be accepted. Uh, um, and uh, we'll talk about that more in a minute. Uh, the second step is to be aware. Uh, the third step is to, um, uh, to be alert, or excuse me, to be active. And the fourth step is to be alert. And the fifth step is to be passionate. And these steps are really, um, really foundational, but it takes us to move in them. So today... I even want the Holy Spirit to be really active and allow the Holy Spirit to be active in your life today, okay? So let's pray for that, right? Let's pray that you're going you're gonna to receive uh, really even the touch of the Holy Spirit. Even He's going to be active in your life. So bow your heads, let's pray. Father, we ask that, Father God, that uh, you just come and have your way. Open up our hearts today, Lord, um, that, Father God, we make that decision to do that that we're going to follow even these steps that come from your word. But, Father, we just want more of you, that we know there has to be more in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I think this world needs something. This world needs us to be totally influenced by the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? They need to stop seeing you, and they start, need to start seeing Jesus, right? They need to, we need to have that. And the only way we're going to do that is that if we learn to daily go into His presence and to receive from Him, to be transformed by the presence of God. You know, and uh, 
in the Old Testament, they really didn't have a real relationship with God. Um, and so the way that God had to, to work with them, because they, they, didn't, they weren't saved, they weren't, they weren't believers really in a sense, that uh, he had to do outward things. But now in, the, now in the New Testament, there's some things that have totally changed. And here in the book of Hebrews, um, is the book of Hebrews written to a group of Jews that were, that were believers, that were really kind of saying, you know, Jesus hasn't come back yet, so we're going we're gonna, to um, go back to Judaism. We're going to go away from Jesus. And so the whole, the whole book of, he, of Hebrews is written to them, talking about how Jesus is far greater. And here in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, it says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter to the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is the flesh, uh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and bodies washed with pure water. And so here, these, these Hebrew people, they didn't know that, that they ha- had, could have a relationship with God. And so uh, uh, the writer of Hebrews is talking about that we can come into a bold relationship with God. And the reason is, is number one, how we have that relationship is to know that we are accepted. Did you know that you are accepted in the presence of God? Now, now these Hebrew people, they didn't really realize that because they had this, had this model in the past where the only people that could even get into the presence of God was the priest. And they had to enter into the Holy of Holies, but before they did that, they had to do what's right. They had to consecrate themselves for seven days. They had to make sure that they were clean because they, if they went in, in there and didn't do what God had called, called, commanded them to do, they would die in the presence of God. Did you know the presence of God used to kill people? No wonder people were scared to go into it, you know? But Jesus hadn't come. And what Jesus provided at the cross of Calvary, He made you and I clean. So why? Not so we could just go to heaven, so we can dwell in His presence, that we could have this bold fellowship with God Almighty, that we could go boldly into the throne room of God and have a relationship with Him. And so they didn't understand that. They didn't, that's why probably even these uh, Jewish people, they didn't really have a relationship with God. They were looking for this, spe- this spectacular event to come, Jesus coming back, and He hadn't come back, and so they were going to go away from the Lord and go away from Him. And this is what religion wants to do. Religion wants to trap you in the thought that what you have is all you're going to get. And that God is up there and we're down here and there's no relational experience with God. And that's completely wrong. The book of Hebrews says that we have a boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies. The holiest part of God, His presence his throne room, that we not only have, 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 uh, are accepted now, but we are invited by God to have intimacy with Him, to have a relationship with Him. And we need to have that place where we go in boldly, not in a, um, a prideful way or an arrogant way, but in a way that Christ provided at the cross of Calvary. We are to draw near. And it's a privilege that we have to be invited into the very presence of God. But a lot of times what stops us is that we don't feel like we're accepted. We feel like 
like maybe those Hebrews did, that I'm not good enough. I'm not able. Or I, because I sinned. How many guys have ever sinned before? Raise your hand. Everyone in here. And people who didn't raise their hand are either lying or lazy. So either way, um, we'll just say lazy. <laughs> but you are accepted because of what Christ did. That you and I can come in to the throne room of God because of Christ's work, redemptive work, and have a relationship with God Almighty. We can come in and say, okay, here we are, Lord. I'm here. I mean, we have an opportunity that hasn't been since Adam walked with God in the cool of the evening. We haven't had that opportunity until Jesus came. And now we have the greatest opportunity humankind has ever had. Now you and I, you, not just even us together, you personally, can walk with God. And isn't, that, isn't that an awesome thought? That I can come boldly to the throne of God and hang out with my Father? Hang out with my Daddy in Heaven? I, I mean, I can have this relationship with Him that God, the Creator of the universe, He, he, can, he wants to talk to me. He wants to hang out with me. He wants to share the mysteries that he has with me. But I've got to realize that I'm accepted. And what stops us a lot of times is that we don't feel like we are. Or we don't feel like there's anything more. And that's what religion wants to tell you. That there is nothing more. Just come to church. Hear the preacher. Get in a small group. And, do, and be good. Listen, if that's all you do, you have missed it. And I know that's not a real good church growth statement right there. But listen, your intimacy with God is the most important thing because everything else around you depends on that. You being a good husband or good wife, a good mother, good father, good friend, good, co- good worker, good Christian, I guess, depends on your intimacy with Him, of you hearing the voice of God and you living and engaging the presence of God every day. Depends on this. So you've got to understand that you've been accepted, not only accepted, you've been invited by God Himself to come boldly. That means you come with your head held high, not in your own strength because of what Jesus did, and you receive from Him. That God is your minister. God is your lover. You, you know God is your healer, your provider. He is everything to you because you have that bold relationship. And that's what the writer of Hebrews is encouraging them to have boldness to come into that manifest presence of God. Enter in to where He is. And you can do that anywhere in your life. Any time of, of the day. You can do that. You don't have to work it up. You just go. And go into and walk into that, that place. So that's the first step. You know you're accepted. And since you know you're accepted, you're going to go into that place. Number two, you've got to be aware. 
Jeremiah 23, 24 says, Can anyone hide from me? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and the earth? Ask the Lord. You know, this verse applies no matter where you are. Like Adam and Eve, some people try to hide from God. You can't hide from God. He is everywhere. He is in every place. And that, that gives me courage because no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm doing, He is there. He's not only outside everywhere, but for the believer, He's also in me. He resides in me. The Bible says that I am the temple of the Holy Spirit of God in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And so when I'm, when I'm aware of all this, that in a moment, I can, I'm in His presence. See, this is the thing what the world is trying to do. It's trying to get your attention off who God is. The enemy knows that. So if he can get your attention off of God, you won't enter into the presence of God. So he wants to do that through problems, through, through uh, failures, through issues that are going on in this world, through the issues of life. It is pulling our attention away from God. And that's why you've got to know that I'm accepted in the presence. So listen, when I'm accepted somewhere, I'm going to go every single time. There was a time I was... Um, I was uh, at another church. I was a youth pastor. You remember, guys, how many remember Promise Keepers? Well, my pastor got backstage passes at Promise Keepers. And, um, and so uh, I got, a, uh, I got a, a card or a, a thing that's, that stuck on me, a name tag and everything. But it was color-coded, co- and, and it said Backstage Pass. And so we were in the greatest um, place on earth. That's Dallas Cowboy Stadium. Amen? Some of you don't agree. Okay. Anyway, um, well, that's okay. But anyway, we were in, in the Dallas Cowboy Stadium. And so um, thousands of men, I think 50,000, 60,000 men were there. And uh, there's, there's, there's the, all these great speakers were up there. And so this is what I, I get to do. I get to shine my badge and go backstage with everybody who is cool. Right? And so I get to go back in the backstage of all the... I wasn't really... really as, I was looking at all the Dallas Cowboys stuff. But anyway, I got to go back there. And I, gotta, I, I found out that there was a buffet lunch. That made it even better. And so I went out with my pastor's father. We went up there, and uh, I went in. I wasn't scared. I wasn't asking if I could go in. I had the invitation to go in. And so as I'm in line, guess who's in front of me? How many of you guys know who John Maxwell is? John Maxwell's in front of me, and his father's with him. And guess what? Who I, I'm invited. I am just like them, even though I'm not. But I'm just like them. So I started talking to John Maxwell and his dad. I got to have lunch with John Maxwell's father. And I did it with boldness because why? I was invited. Guess what? Every single day I went up there and had had lunch with everybody else. I wasn't afraid to. Why? Because I had an invitation. When you realize you're accepted and you have an invitation, it is so easy to go where you've been invited to, right? I'm accepted. And now that I'm accepted, I'm aware to my surroundings that God is everywhere. He's not only everywhere outside, but He's inside of me. And I need to become aware of His presence. So when things bad start happening, things good start happening, no matter what, 
I'm going to be aware of his presence. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to start engaging in the conversation, not with anybody else, but with God. I was at a, um, a ski trip, and I went up to um, in, at Winter Park. And How many of you guys have ever been to Winter Park, Colorado? And uh, Mary, top of Mary Jane, you know, go all, the, go all the way up. I had this older man that was with me. And he wanted to go all the way up, too. And I went, okay, you sure? Because he wasn't that great of a skier. And you had to go all the way up past the tree lines. And so and it was like a, a blue, at least a blue, maybe a blue-black. I can't remember. But anyway, um, so we went all the way up, and it's just absolutely beautiful. And so we're all the way, got up on this, uh, off, off this lift, and, and we kind of ski a little bit over here and just start being amazed by by the surroundings and I look over and this old man is crying and this is what I'm thinking he's afraid to go down I'm gonna have to carry his butt on my back all the way down (laughs) but that's not what it was he um he was just worshiping the Lord he was aware he was having an experience with the Holy Spirit because he was aware and it really taught me something about being aware that the Holy Spirit's there, and, and he started just to worship the Lord right there. I, mean, I, was just, I almost cried today because of it. Just the honor and the awe of God. See, God is all around you no matter what, and you just got to realize it. Be aware of his presence, not just outwardly, but inside. See, he's always knocking. He's always here, ready for that relationship. Remember, you've been invited. You've been accepted. And he wants us to start stepping in and being conscious of the awareness of his presence, that he's ever present with us. When we're at home, when we're at the store, when we're in the car, wherever we are, he is there. He never leaves us. When there's a problem, he's there. When there's good times, he's there. When we feel alone, remember, it's just a feeling. He is there. And we need to understand this. Because when we understand this, it will provide that great comfort in times of struggle in life. In our life, It will produce praise and worship in our life because we are aware of the presence of God. Colossians 3.1 says this, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. See, being aware of His presence means my mind is going to be focused on where are you at, Lord? God, where are you at? I love that. And since God chose to dwell inside of me, He is always there with me. And I need to be aware of His presence and realize what He deposited in me is something that needs to rise up. So every day... I'm looking and I'm, I'm, I'm connecting what I'm seeing in this physical realm, what I'm hearing in this physical realm, what is going on in my life in this physical realm. I'm connecting that to his Holy Spirit and asking, what do you think about this? Just like that man that was up on the mountain with me. He was asking the Lord, Lord, what do you think about your creation? God, what do you think about my situation? Instead of running to the phone or running to Google to find out what they think, find out what God thinks. Be aware of His presence. And that leads me to the third point, is to be active in His presence. 
Hebrews 19.22 talks about, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiness by the blood of Jesus. Verse 22, let us draw near. And this drawing near of ours is not in distance. God is here, right? You can't get closer to God because He's already around you. He's already here. But what we can do is our drawing near to God comes from our heart's desire for more intimacy with the Creator. That God, I desire to be with you. I want to be with you. God longs. His perspective is God is longing to dwell with you. He sent His own Son to die for you so He could have a relationship. So He longs to to hang out with you. He longs to know about your day. He longs to be there and to help you and to comfort you and be the helper that He wants to be. He wants that companionship. He wants to dwell and commune with you and I, just like He did with Adam before his sin happened. He wants to be there. And a lot of times we think of God as His taskmaster with a list of chores for us to do. He is not like that at all. In reality, his heart beats with both love for us and a desire to fellowship with us. That's why it says in Revelation 3:20, he says, "Look, here I stand at the door knocking. and if you hear me calling, open the door." And he says, "I'll come in." And this is my favorite part of God. He likes to eat. I'll come and share a meal with you as friends. So to be active is really to give place in your life for the presence of God to work. So take that time to open the door of your life. Because you're you're accepted, you're invited, so you, you should want to be with the Lord, right? Now if you're a believer, that should be a desire. Now if you're not a believer, you may not have that yet. But there's a drawing to the Lord. But for a believer's life, you should want, man, I want, to, I want to know the things of God. I want to be empowered by God. And I think any believer, even if you're falling away from the Lord, you want that. You want that desire, but you don't always feel like you're accepted. But you are accepted, trust me. And then you become aware of His presence. When you become aware of His presence, open the door and become active by hanging out with the Lord. By reading His Word, by worshiping, praying, but give Him opportunity to speak in your life. Did you know that God wants to say something to you and that one word from Him can change your life? One word from God can change your life. In fact, my quiet times are some of the most powerful times I've ever had with the Lord. Even more powerful than with a group of people. In fact, what I do in my quiet time fuels what I do here. Be active. Seek after Him. Go open the door. You know, in Psalms 84, the psalmist writes, says, My soul, listen to this, longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord, for the presence of God. For my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. In verse 5 it says, Blesses the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on a pilgrimage. Now we don't understand pilgrimage today. We complain that it takes us two minutes to get to the store. Right? But a pilgrimage back then, I mean, they couldn't just get hop in a car or a plane. It took them days to go places. And it wasn't always easy. 
I mean, there was no Hilton to stop at and, and uh, to stay the night in. There wasn't even a Motel 6. You're lucky if you got a place on the road. And so the pilgrimage to them was intense. It was a, pl- it was a time where they decided no matter what, we're going to be persistent and determined to complete it. And so, so sometimes what happens in our life, I know this has happened in mine, but I'll go and I'll pray for five minutes and I didn't hear anything, so I get going. But when you are invited and accepted by God in His presence and you become aware of His presence and you start being active by opening up the opportunity, don't give up until you hear something from the Lord. Be determined. Be persistent. Because it's not you are moving God. You are moving you. You are getting out of your place of indecision. You're getting out of your place out of sin and out of junk you've been in. And you're being persistent and saying, God, I want you. I want all that you have. And you don't give up. Until you come to that place where God, where you come to that place where he can now just flood you with his love and his purpose and his, his grace and his peace. That I get myself out of the way and I become active and I open up the door and it says, God, come in and share with me what you have. And you know what? The thing about God, you don't have to beg this. He wants to. He desires to. He just needs you to just be active. And say, yes, Lord. My heart cries out for you. And sometimes, listen, a lot of times we are so wanting to be led by feelings. Most of the time, I am not feeling the, the moment. I'm not feeling like doing it. I'm going to be honest with you. My flesh wants to hang out and watch TV. Don't look at me like that. You're the same way. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> I was going to say something, but I better not. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't tell me that. I might do it. <laughs> Sometimes you have to start out in the flesh. And you have to force yourself to get your butt up and go to somewhere quiet. And some of you... The only place you can go is in the bathroom, but you go in there. Because some of you are very fruitful and you've multiplied a lot. That means you've got kids everywhere. It's hard to find a space. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? So sometimes you just go in the bathroom, lock the door, play some worship music. Don't listen to the knocks on the door. I'm in the throne room. Just don't call it bathroom anymore. Call it throne room, okay? (laughs) But you get in there and you start out not wanting to, not feeling like it, but you do it because you know it's right and you know you need it. And guess what happens? God honors 
because that's called faithfulness. And you're persistent. You open up the Bible, you worship, you pray. You just start thanking him for who he is. And just like it said in Revelation, when you open the door, he's going to come and sit with you and have a meal with you. That means he's going to give you what he has. He's going to share the mysteries. And you're going to start hearing the words of God. Amen? So be active. The fourth thing, be alert. In 1 Kings 19, there's a story about Elijah. Before this happened in 19, he had just gotten done. Remember, he called down fire from heaven and, and you know, scorched the bulls and, you know, with the, Baal, the prophets of Baal. And then here in, in verse 11, he says, Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain. So that's where he was. He's probably hiding and, and scared and of everybody else for some reason. He just saw this miraculous thing. And uh, he says, And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind, and this is what happened when the Lord passed by, a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. See, we need to know we're accepted. We need to go in. We accept it. We need to come into the, into the presence of God all the time, every day, every moment of every day. Jesus never left it, so we shouldn't either. Not only God is outward, we need to be aware, but he's also inward. We need to be aware of his presence, and we need to be active. We need to open the door and engage into the presence of God. But also we need to be alert because God will show himself up in different ways. And Elijah was probably looking for the miraculous, the outward he was looking at the earthquake. He was looking at the fire. And here in America, I think it's the danger is that we think the more miraculous things are the things that we've seen and we look for signs. But Jesus says those who look for signs are what? A perverse generation. But what God wanted to speak to Elijah was not in the earthquake, not in the fire, not in the wind, but he wanted to speak to him in a still, small voice. So we have to be alert. We have to be ready wherever, ever, ever God wants to meet us in. And a lot of times we're looking for the signs. And I'm going to tell you something. Don't just look for the signs. Look for Him. Look for God. Look for His Holy Spirit to speak to you. And He may show you signs. And He may show you great and awesome things. And we all love that. And we all want that. But the nation of Israel, that's all they saw. And they still built a calf of gold. Because they got complacent. Because they had no intimacy. See, you've got to be alert because God is an intimate God. He is more intimate than He is outward. That's why Jesus didn't come as a king. And that's all they thought that He's going to come as, as a king on a throne. And they missed Him. Because they were looking for someone outward, not looking for someone inward. They were looking for something so huge, they forgot the intimacy. And God wanted to show Elijah, it's not about the power. It's about the love. It's about the, the relationship that I want to have with you. God is more likely to come to us in stillness 
and in quiet. And our alertness is crucial to that. Because there are many voices in your head, aren't there? Don't look at me like I'm crazy. You know that's true. So what do we need to do? Focus. Be alert. God, where are you at? What are you saying to me? We need to learn how to recognize God's still and His small whispers to our hearts. Because those manifestations are, are miracles of His presence. And we miss them. Because we're looking for the miraculous all the time. Now, I want the miraculous. Don't get me wrong. This world, as a world, as a lost world, needs to see the miraculous. But us as believers... Some of the greatest times in my life have been that still, small voice inside of me that was leading and guiding me, that was encouraging me, that was correcting me. Those are some of the most powerful things and that I wrote down and they changed my life forever. God wants to speak to us intimately. Isn't that a great thing? See, God can move mountains before us. He can do that. But some of his most powerful things are in the still, small voice. And I love that. And I want to see that. So you've got to be alert to those still, small voices. And the fifth thing is we need to be passionate. So we're accepted. We know that we're accepted. We're invited in his presence. We are welcomed in his presence. We need to be aware of his presence outwardly and inwardly that God is here all the time and, and just be and then be active in, in engaging into that presence and be alert for any way that he wants to move and to speak to us. But we also have to be passionate. Moses was passionate for the presence of God. He was drawn to the presence of God. God's presence in our lives causes us to hunger and thirst for righteousness. It causes the Holy Spirit to flow out of us. We want to be more like Him. We want to be closer to Him. But the way to be passionate, passion is not a feeling. You know what? Uh, Jesus, um, they call it the passion, what He did. It's, it, it wasn't a feeling. He didn't feel like dying on the cross for you and I. What did he do? He says, Father, not my will, but your will be done. He made a choice to do it. He made a choice. See, to be passionate for God is so important for the presence of God. Because the passion of God is the vehicle to pursue His presence. It's the vehicle to do it. You have to be passionate for God. But it's not a feeling. It's a choice. We love, to, as, as humans, to be led by our feelings. How many of you have you screwed up that way? We love to be led by feelings, but it's not. We are led by truth. And passion is truth. We're passionate because of what God has done for us. And we make the choice that I choose to follow you. And that becomes the vehicle in where I can pursue his presence. So really, what today is, is a choice to pursue his presence that I choose. I take the step of faith in Jesus' name that I'm going to pursue him. I'm going to walk in his direction. 
And as I draw near to God, as I draw near to Him, He's going to draw near to me. And maybe I don't feel anything right now, but I know His presence is real and He is active and He's active in my life and I'm going to be active in His life and what He wants. I desire to do that. That is what's passion. Passion is you choosing what is right. Is you making the choice to follow through. You making the choice to, to go into your closet and, and worship Him. You making the choice. That's passion. That is a vehicle that's, that's going to help you pursue Him. And as you begin to make each step after step after step, it gets easier and easier where you come into the presence just like that. Presence of Him just like that. Where you can just close your eyes and be in the, in the presence of God. It's a choice. That I choose. Because I know I'm accepted in His presence. That He wants me. He desires to have a relationship with me. He desires that. And that I'm aware because of His presence. Because He's all around me. But He's in me as a believer. He lives inside of me. Not just to have a place. Not just to have a home. But have influence. And since He's like that. I'm going to be active. I'm going to open up my heart. I'm going to open up my life to Him. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to be alert for every way He wants to do. But I'm going to make a choice today to be passionate for Him. And I'm going to choose to walk in His presence every single day. And I'm going to be empowered by the presence of God. I'm going to be transformed by the presence of God. And I'm going to, be, I'm going to love the presence of God. That's my choice today. So I want you to bow your heads. Close your eyes. I want you to make a choice today.